Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Okay, here we go. Today, folks, uh, this is a good one. Because uh, today, I want to share with you something that that affects every living soul. And that one thing is your attitude. This affects everyone. It is your attitude. You know, I don't know if anyone's ever told you, but I mean, many of you who listen know this, but there are a lot of people who don't understand. A positive attitude can bring about a change. A positive attitude can bring about a change. Well, now, here we go with the naysayers. Well, Steve, what you mean if I'm just positive being changed? My mama gone. What me being positive got to do with that? Okay, now listen to me carefully. A positive attitude can bring about change. Well, okay, Steve, I hear you saying that, but they done fired me. So now what does my having a positive attitude have to do with the fact that they fired me? Well, one more time. A positive attitude can bring about change. Well, Steve, I sat up in here and gave eight, nine, 12 years of my life to this man, and he just, he cheated on me and walked out. Now, what does me being positive have to do with him cheating on me? How that's going to change that? Okay, here we go again. A positive attitude can bring about change. Now, listen to the whole thing. The positive attitude and the change that can happen starts, it, this is the start, it starts 
within you. See, life is 10% what happens. It's 90% what you do about what happens. Okay, you gave 12 years of your life to this man. He cheated and left you holding the bag, the kids and everything. Now, what does being positive have to do with changing that? Or they came in and they fired you. You lost your job that you was a stellar performer at. But now how does you having a positive attitude, how does that change things for you? So far, we can use any example. Here's what happens. When you have a positive attitude, what it produces within you is a positive approach to life. And when you have a positive attitude and a positive approach to life, it causes you to be optimistic, to have a positive outlook, to expect things to eventually turn around and, 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 and turn into a positive. That's very important because as the law of attraction comes into play, if you think positive thoughts, you attract positive things. If you think evil thoughts, you attract evil to you. You know, if if you want for nothing, then nothing comes your way. If, if you want for positive attitude, if you want for positive results, if you want for a great outcome, that's what you attract to you. The change will begin within you. So let's take the man that walked out your life and left you holding the bag. Here's a positive attitude. Okay, two things have happened that's positive here. Number one, You've ridded yourself of someone who is obviously going to be, if not already, been toxic in your life. Caused you many restless nights, a lot of uh, uncomfortable feelings and uneasiness, not sure, insecurity. You've been going through it with this person, whoever they are. Number one, that person has been released from your life. Number two, it allows you now to have the someone who will treat you just the way you want to be treated. That's the positive outlook. That's the optimistic way. That's when you're a positive person, you see the positive in things that happen to you instead of burying yourself under the what's wrong with it, or oh, woe is me now concept. See, a positive attitude, when they came in there and they fired you and let you go, could this not have been just the opening you needed to finally start on a new career path that you've been talking about doing anyway? Could it possibly be a brand new chance for you to get the dream job or dream career of your choice? Could it not possibly be the perfect opportunity now for you to finally, finally do something about that gift? about that talent that God gave you, that thing that you love to do? Could it not be the perfect time for you to pursue that? But if you don't have a positive attitude, then you lay there. Oh, they finna come get my house. Oh, what I'm gonna do now. Oh, this unemployment ain't enough. Oh, Lord, when this unemployment run out, what am I gonna do then? I won't have nothing. And you, oh, woe is me until you become, oh, woe is me. But if you take it from the positive approach, some amazing things can happen in your life. I would tell you on a personal note that some of the most, some of the best changes, some of the biggest moments in my life came after a loss. Some of the best things that's ever happened to me, some of the biggest moments that I've accomplished in my entire career came after a loss. So I don't want to go down the list, but boy, I could tell you, let me, hey, let me tell you something. 
when they didn't want me on the radio anymore in L.A., when they didn't, when they, when they was sick of the way I did radio out there, and they wanted me gone. And on May 23rd, 2005, when my deal, when, when, when my deal was done with uh, the beat out in L.A., okay, look what happened, though. Yeah, I was gone in May, but in September 19th, I started the Steve Harvey Radio Network with four cities. I'm now 60-some cities, you see. But I didn't go, oh, woe is me. I said, oh, okay. God must have something else for me then. Because if he didn't remove me from this, there must be something else. Same thing can happen when you lose uh, and, you, and, you, and you break up in a relationship. Same thing can happen to you. You never know the one God got for you. Now, here you go. Here you go again. Now you get put into a situation where somebody treats you just the way you want to be treated, provides you with a whole lot of aspects of your life you knew nothing about prior to that. But you got to stay positive. You got to keep looking out. You got to keep looking to God. You got to keep believing that there's got to be something better for you, that God has a plan, and it don't coincide with your plan oftentimes. But his way is the best way. Oh, I have not liked it many times, man. Oh, man, I've had people scathe me. I'm talking about, man, people I ain't done nothing to. I don't even know where it's coming from. Just go public and just try to bury me when they got through, man. I can't tell you what happened to me because I ain't raised my voice back. I didn't, I didn't get into that negative lane with them. I took the high road. And when you take the high road, God got something for you. So all of you out there that's struggling, that's being hated on, that you feel like your life done took some turns that you have no control over, if you stay positive, that positive attitude, that optimistic outlook, that, that, that always thinking, God got me no matter what happened to me. Some amazing things is going, can, will happen in your life. It's a fact. I don't know how it works that way. I just know that's what it is. Positive attitude is everything, y'all. So get off the old woe is me negativity train because it ain't going to take you nowhere but down. And get, get your outlook up. If you change your attitude, you change your altitude. Altitude is determined by your attitude. How high you go, how big you become, how far you go, it all depends on how you think. It all depends on what type of attitude you got. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no very, very successful, super negative people. It, it just doesn't coincide that way. If you see that, something happened to them along the way. And don't worry, you ain't got to worry about it because you ain't going to see them long. Because you can't stay up there like that. It's just too hard. All right? That's the conversation. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your undivided attention, please? This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. And it's morning. I understand what you're it, saying. It ain't even light out. <laughs> it's still dark. But it's morning. Man, what are you yelling for? I don't know, <laughs> Steve Harvey Morning Show on the Steel Dog. Good morning. You're making a point. Oh, good morning. <laughs> Ooh, come on, Steve Harvey. Pull you yourself can do together this. today. <laughs> morning, Shirley. Hey, Steve. Good morning to you. Thanks for waking me up. Yeah, yeah. Carla Pharrell. I'm up. I'm up. Good morning. <laughs> Junior's off today. The food. Uh, uh-huh. Right here. Sorry about that, Turn your mic up. 
I'm here. I'm here. I thought he had choked on food. It just like, that food. I, I thought something happened. Yeah. I'm right here. It was something like that, but, you know, not quite. Well, how's everybody doing? Good. We're doing really good. Everybody good. wonderful. Yeah, happy hump day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. intermittent fasting that I'm doing. Uh-huh. What, what are you doing? I'm doing too much right now. Uh-huh. Intermittent so fasting, vegan. It's just, what is wrong with you? Yeah, pick one. Man, because I'm telling you, all yeah. this don't go together. Okay. <laughs> so what are you doing? What is it that you're doing, Steve? Well, intermittent fasting. My last meal is by 8 o'clock at night. And uh-huh. then my next meal, the next time I eat is 12 noon. So today oh. you won't eat. So nothing for breakfast right now while we're uh-uh. at work. No, no, no. So the last meal you had was last night at 8 p.m.? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Chief. And as I'm sitting here, you know, I can have, like, black coffee oh, right. with mm-hmm. MCT oh, yeah, oil. Mm-hmm. MCT oil? What's, What's that? that? What's that? Oh, uh, like, like from coconut. Yeah, my girlfriend uses that. She's on a keto diet. She's a oh, yeah. yeah. I've been hearing about that. You know, it gives you energy. So at 12 o'clock, though, you have a nice <laughs> meal to look forward to, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I eat. So what will you eat at 12? I don't know. It'll be vegan. Ooh. How long you do this? You better uh, like- I don't know, man. You know, I'm, I, I, I tell you one thing. My energy level has skyrocketed. Oh, I used to take way too many five-hour energies, sometimes two a day. Oh, okay. Stop. But every day after lunch, I'd take a five-hour energy to get me through my next two uh-huh. shows. And uh, my doctor said, well, you know, but, you know, of course, ain't nothing good for you. You listen to them damn doctors. Oh, I got a story for you coming up, Steve. Oh, yeah? Uh Uh-huh. Something. And so, you know, I just decided, and and being this vegan is is helping my energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see how the weight loss go. I'm in the gym lifting, though. So right now it's just what they call it, uh, uh, redistributing the weight right now. Oh, okay. In the meantime, uh, drink up your black coffee. Mmm, delicious. Mm, with the MT oil. Yeah, MCT. MCT Yummy. oil. You put it there, you whip it in. You whip, put it in a blender and whip it. It's really, oh, okay. It's, really, it's nice. <laughs> Coming up at 32 right. after the hour. <laughs> All right, Steve. And men who can do 40 push-ups far less likely to develop heart disease. So we'll yeah, talk I about heard that. Yeah, we'll talk about health oh, and wellness. Man. Up yeah, next. Man, I was where I'm up. I'll tell you a story. All right. Uh-huh. We'll be back at 32 after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. So here's the story. Check this out. Men who can do 40 push-ups are far less likely to develop heart disease, okay? It turns out that that's 40 push-ups a day, not 40 push-ups, you know, a lifetime total of 40 push-ups. Okay? <laughs> Let's be clear. A day? 40 yeah, 40 a day. A day. 40 a day. That, I don't think that's so bad, though. 40 a day. That's 40 push-ups a day? Yeah. You're, oh, that ain't bad. No, not that at all. Bad. So nearly half of you I thought they meant 40 at one time. Because my buddy That's jumped in the floor. Me. Because I heard that the other day, and my buddy jumped in the floor and found out he was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to do him. How about, yeah. how about 20 in the morning and 20 at night? Oh, that's easy. Yeah. For me. That's easy. Okay. I really? can do push-ups. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Well, cool. Then you... I, I'm at 100 a day, big dog. I just started. But I, but I just started. No. I, I can do but 100 it, but it, a day. It took me not all day to though. get that 100 in. Oh, yeah, 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 but not well, at that's once. Good, good. I could do 425 clips, you know. What's that? Like 25 at each four oh, different oh, times. Oh, like sets. Just wait. Okay. Yeah, sets. Uh-huh. 
To be a realistically, mm-hmm. I can do about 30 push-ups like right now, uh-huh. non-stop. Mm. Well, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, let's drop and give me no, 30. No, he, he got strong upper body. Yeah, he yeah. does. You're right. He got strong upper body. I can body. get that in. Yeah. Okay. I'm not right around 18 media. though. Yeah, right around 18, I, I crumble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you start thinking different at 18. <laughs> 18 is that? <laughs> what do you start story? thinking now? Yeah, what are you thinking about? I don't know. About? Just different things about your life <laughs> and stuff. You know, <laughs> should I have finished school? <laughs> yeah. You go that deep with it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have flashbacks when, the, you know, you oh, know you how you know how machines say. If you feel faint or dizzy, stop immediately. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My my, my mind started playing tricks on me. I started remembering the time I was drowning. And... <laughs> your life flashes before you. Yeah, eyes. all stuff like that. I remember that time I <laughs> laying in the street. I got hit by that car. You know. <laughs> How old were you then? Uh, about 15 when I got hit by the car. So when there. you do 20 push-ups, oh your mind takes you back to when you were. 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and then, he's when, dying, then when you get Carla. to 25, you know. I, <laughs> Saw my daddy beating me down in the basement by that furnace. And I took off running and tried to run through the furnace. Yeah. It'd be a lot of stuff happening, man. It'd be well, on your mind, just be stuff. Huh? Well, yeah. whatever. Your nephew said he can do a buck 25 a day. So. I mean, I no, believe I said 100. Okay, yeah. 100. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's throughout the whole day now. That take a long time. So how many, what's the max you can do at one time? About 25. Me, realistically, yeah, 25, 30. So 25, four times a day. But your your arms and your tries and thighs. Well, see, my push-up is different. See, I can't put my chin, chest on the floor Uh because of the length of my arms. And Lee Haney told me that. He said, Steve, your arms are so long. He said, for you to go all the way down, Mm -hmm. chest to the floor, like military people put chin on the floor. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's he said, that's you're pushing your sockets too far forward. He said, it's not good for you. He said, just do the push-up till your arms is in the L shape. Once you get them in that perpendicular L shape, he said, you can go on back up. Oh. Your arms are too long for that. He said, little shorter arm people can do that. So what I'd are you right saying about your nephew? Flow. That's what he's saying. I'm uh-huh. right there at the flow. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little short so is he people. even doing a push-up? <laughs> oh, I'm doing them. Oh, no, his is good. Mine, mine <laughs> won't look as mean? deep. My push-up learned? wouldn't look as deep as Tommy. That's what I'm saying. Tommy go all the way to the floor. <laughs> what have we learned from this story? I go to the floor. I'm going to do six of these things and need an operation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. How many crunches can you do, though? I can do a lot of crunches, but I ain't done none. I don't know when. But my you, core pretty good, though. You Look, know what this takes me back I do to. planks and leg lifts and stuff like that instead of doing crunches, you know, bending, trying to stretch your lower back out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've found a lot of alternative ways to do exercises that I've gotten older that don't, that don't tear your body up. Like, for me, lunges make no sense. Oh, I hate lunges. Reverse lunges are a lot better for me uh-huh. than straightforward lunges. I, 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 you know, reverse lunges. This reminds me, though, when you guys were talking about sit-ups and everything, about, remember, Carla, the shirts off tour? Oh, yeah. my God. I know. That yeah. was so, I, I was so we proud of you We didn't eat for a month. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And for for those of you y'all who don't know, yeah, y'all, y'all were trying. Yeah, that was the last Steve, time I was. There. Steve issued a challenge to the to all the guys that work on the show. You know, be they off the show, behind the scenes, or whatever. 
to uh, get in shape by a certain time, and uh, you were you were doing a calendar or something. Yeah, the uh, pictures are still there on the yeah, internet. Yeah, pictures yeah, are still there. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was really cool, though. You guys you guys looked great, and you worked really hard. You remember what time it was? Huh? What? What I do? <laughs> Come on. Took that picture with that towel over. With that towel. When he was playing uh, Simply Beautiful he, in the background. He was so sexy. I said, man, oh if you don't God. get your sexy ass <laughs> up off that floor. What about Boom, though? Boom took some sexy pictures. Man, Boom was Boom, on, on riding us. Yeah. Hey, man, was Boom climbed up on that line at my house. <laughs> And boy, women was writing in. I want him. Yeah. <laughs> I want him. Oh, I want him. I want that big man up on that line. JT Come on money. over here. I got a line for you. Boy, they were. That was fun. That, that was, was a lot of fun. I, I was really was proud of you guys. We we were proud of you guys. Yeah. So what did you we ain't been back there yet. Nah. <laughs> so okay. What made you want to get in shape, though, Steve? What what I don't happened? Know. Thought I was gonna die. <laughs> well, we you know, are. Anytime I feel like I might die, hate to burst your bubble. I I, I get to the gym right away to try yeah. to divert it. Uh huh. No, you know I don't know. You know I don't know what was happening right there. Like I'm I've been doing this vegan thing pretty strong. Yeah. You know. I mean, we'll I keep... fell off on my birthday. I had sushi on my birthday. But you're always on a pro, a something, Steve. So I have I mean, to be on good. something, man, because I I, yeah. I I like challenging myself. Yeah, and motivate, you know. Yeah. Well, that uh, push-up study was done by the American Heart Association. So, um, coming up, it is the nephew with "Run That Prank Back." His hundred push-ups self a day. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, legendary fashion designer, oh my goodness, Carl Lagerfeld has passed away. And uh, First thing my wife said to me yesterday morning was that. Well, as I was saying, he passed away today. We'll talk about that. And Khloe Kardashian is done. They've broken up. She and Tristan Thompson are done. And uh, we'll talk mm. about that. Yeah, that's also um, sad news. You know, I hate to see people break up like that. But right now, it is the nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back. What you got, Neff? Small favor. Need a small favor. Not asking too much. Run it, run it. Small favor. <laughs> Hello? Uh, I'm trying to reach Vicky. This is Vicky. Hey, Vicky, how you doing? Are, are you the um, are you the niece of, of, of uh, 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 I think it's Ain't is is yes. your aunt? Yes. Okay. And your your now your aunt passed away. How many how many years ago your aunt passed? It was about five years ago. Okay. Listen, I'm over here at the funeral home. Uh, my 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 sister just passed away, and uh, they gave me your phone number. Did did you guys? We're going through a little bit of a situation here. Did you guys aunt? Have you know your aunt was a heavy set woman? Is that right? Yes, she was. Okay. Now they had to. Did, did they have to put her in a in a? Did they have a bill a special casket for her? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's what we're kind of going through with my sister. We ordered a um, a special casket for 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 my sister, and uh, I'm assuming this is the same thing that you guys went through. I've called several of her her children. But I wasn't able to get in touch with anybody. But the, the funeral home actually had your name on file as well, so they gave me okay. your number where I would be able to talk to you. Is, is that is that okay? 
yeah, that's okay. You can speak to me, but, you know, what seems to be the problem? Well, listen, uh, we, we, the, the, the funeral is actually in two days. Okay. And we ordered one of those special caskets, but it doesn't look like it's going to be in for another week. So, you know, it's almost like we're going to, we're going to, we're not going to have a casket for her, um, you know, for the funeral. And, okay. you know, the, like I said, the funeral home told us about, you know, that you guys were the last ones that ordered a, a casket of that size. And, you know, me and the, the rest of the family has been, you know, we've been trying to figure out what to do and what to do. Do you think it's any way possible we can borrow the casket that your ain't is in? And then when the casket comes in that we ordered, we can put her in that casket and put her back down to rest like she's always been. Do you think that's what? possible? Hello? Excuse me? Hello? Hello? Excuse yeah, yeah. me, could you repeat yourself? What exactly are you asking me? Well, what I'm saying is, do you think we can borrow your ain't casket? Because, you know, the funeral is in two days, and the casket is not going to be in in order for us to be able to bury her in a in a casket for, the, you know, to accommodate her size. That's what I'm asking. What kind of is this you're talking about? First of all, who is this? Okay, uh, no, my name is Larry. Like I said, I tried to call some of her kids, but nobody ever picked up when I called. Okay, well, and, but well they said yeah. They had uh, her niece's number on file, too. You you are her niece, Vicky, right? Yes, I am. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Do you think that maybe you can talk to the children and see if we can maybe use that particular casket? Okay, wait a minute. What the f talking about? This some First of all, who who is this? You you got to be losing your mind if you think I'm going to let you dig up my auntie for just to bury your sister. Yeah, but you know, I, that's yeah, your I understand where you're coming it. from, but what I'm trying to say is that we don't have a casket big enough, and they was they they let us know that you guys were the last ones that had a, a casket that you know. What they your, gotta your, do with us? That's your sister. Figure it out. Have you lost your? No, no. Well, okay. First of all, what I'm trying to do is this: the family been grieving pretty hard, and I just wanted to make sure that the funeral would be right. And it ain't Man, gonna be and, right and if we don't have. That be we, we don't, how you we, think my family gonna feel digging my any up? You lost your. Man, don't call me with this. Is the the funeral home that gave you my number to ask me to use the casket so you can bury your sister? Who is the name of that person? I can't remember, but it was it was it was the guy. The funeral director let me know that you guys had went through a situation where you had to bury your 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 aunt. Like I said, and I tried what, to call. And what's your name again? My my name is Larry. Okay, Larry. This is a, this is a, a stupid. I don't know what gave you my phone number to call me asking you this dumb. Can you believe this? They call here asking me so can they dig up a so they can bury their sister? It's not fault that his sister don't have a casket. Hello? No, no. What no, kind no, of I understand it's not your fault. No, I understand it's not your fault. What I'm trying to say is, would y'all show some sympathy and some love? for what me yeah. and my family going through because we don't have a casket. Like I say, my sister my sister was a was you know, was a is the heaven was a heavy set woman. That's all fine and good. You know, my condolences go out to you and your family. You know, I'm trying to be as reserved as I can with this whole situation. But do you understand what kind of stupid <laughs> you're asking me right now to actually dig up my aunt who was already who's been in the ground for five years to bury your sister? Okay, but let me ask you this, you know. If, 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 
If, if we use it, your auntie ain't gonna know. She ain't gonna know we use it. What the f***? What kind of stupid is for you to say to me? My auntie like, what the f***? Are you stupid? What kind of f*** you talking? Are you smoking crack? We don't know she not around no more. First of all, you know what? I, 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 first of all, I appreciate you trying to work with me, but I want to say this. You you don't even have the authority to make that decision. Well, Cause I was really trying to be nice and be calm, but guess what? We're not doing this stupid. I'm trying to be nice to you and tell and try to help you out, but no, you want me to get ignorant and act stupid with you. I was trying to be nice and sympathetic, but we're not doing it. I'm not giving you the number. I've got the authority to tell you right now. No, we're not digging her up so you can bury your sister. Figure it out. Okay, so 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 that's just it. I can't talk to now. Yeah, one of that's her, it. No, you ain't talking to nobody. You talking to me? Okay, I got I got I got something else I need to tell you though. I need I need to tell you something else. Are you listening? What you tell me. I want to tell you this. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Vicky, your sister Sheila got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> Hold up. Who is this again? <laughs> Vicky. Biggie, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your sister Sheila got me to prank phone call you. Oh, oh y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got me over here all worked up. I, I'm cussing. I'm a kid. She play too much. She ain't got to. Biggie, I got one more thing to ask you, baby. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show for y'all. Crazy. <laughs> you ain't gonna let a brother borrow a casket. You see what I'm saying? No. You see how people are? No. That's why, we, that's why black people can't much. stick together. Like, come on now. This is why? This this right here. We don't, you ain't gonna let a brother a casket for me? Yes. West Palm Beach Improv, baby. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The nephew is in town. West Palm Beach Improv. This weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Bring a casket. Let a brother borrow a casket. Oh Somebody come to the Improv. Loan a brother a casket, man. What? Baby. Thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Some sad news, guys. Legendary fashion designer Karl Lagerfeld has passed away. He was 85 years old. The German designer who lived in Paris died earlier today, uh, um, yesterday, after missing a number of fashion shows while being ill in recent weeks. Karl Lagerfeld became a design assistant as a teenager and began his long career with Chanel back in 1983. Uh, he's credited with adding glitz to the design house's style. He was a creative director for Chanel and Fendi. Up until his death, Lagerfeld released collections for Fendi and his label. And uh, You know yeah. what he did for me? You know what he did for me? What? He made me smell good throughout the whole 80s. You hear me? That oh. Lagerfeld cologne was you the greatest. You wore the same thing through the whole 80s? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did. I thought that Lagerfeld was, well, I ain't gonna lie, I had some more, but that Lagerfeld was signature. That was your main, uh -huh. that was your main. Uh -huh. Main? Did you get a lot of girls? What? <laughs> you know, I man. Had a shag I, with a duck tail in the back. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> Come on, boy. Boy, he took Talk you back. About to I know. Shag with a duck tail. <laughs> with the duck tail, man. We used to call them Q locks. Q locks. Q locks. Yeah. What's that? The hairstyle. Yeah, when you had that little flip on the back, we call them Q locks. I used to cut them for the bros in college. Uh huh. Yeah. You had a shag with the wow, Tony. Yeah, girl. I would love to see that. Well, let me get that part on the side. What you talking about?
Okay. My mama said, there's way too much going on. Yeah. Oh, you need to let one of them go. You know something, man? <laughs> I, I, right. Like, I have the best colognes now. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. coming up, though, dog, you couldn't mm-hmm. tell me nothing about polo. Yeah, <laughs> that was your fragrance. Huh? Ralph Lauren. Did you, that green ball and that horse on it with the uh, gold knob? Uh, yeah. Yes. yes. Everybody had this. Uh-huh. Man, polo. <laughs> Woo! And you know, oh, ladies love a good smelling man. Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody right uh-huh. You know, you had that polo too long when that gold is starting to flake off the top. <laughs> That, and, and the, and the man on the horse is fading no. away. You're like, man. Now, here when you know you got on too much of it, when the girls say you need to wash. <laughs> Some of that off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love Man, that. I had so much polo on at the spats one night. That's the club? Yeah. Uh-huh. I had my little cheap-ass suit on. I was standing at the edge of the bar nursing this drink. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have no alcohol in it. <laughs> right. I was standing drink. there, man. I had so much polo on me, it was burning my eyes. <laughs> Did you leave any in the bottle that I night? Had, I had three handfuls on me. Ooh. I had it all in my suit jacket. Because, oh. you know, I knew they was in the club with too much going on in there. I, ain't, mm. I wanted mine to last. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whoa, I was in there hurt. You think you can wear it, dog? <laughs> I was in there So, so how many squirts so you put on? He's how many squirts? No, see, you, you doused it in the bottle. You doused it in your hand, the bottle yeah. I had. That made it last yeah. longer. Yeah. Man. Whew, okay. Three handfuls. <laughs> well, in other All in- on the back of my neck. Behind <laughs> my ear. You didn't take anyone home that night? Under my- oh, hell no. Surely it wasn't that good back then. <laughs> Takes I'm gonna be lucky to get a damn get past there. the smell, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take nobody home like first night. Oh, that oh. was hard back then. You had, oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, you had at least have some kind of game. <laughs> you got the coat on. You got the coat. <laughs> oh, I had this girl. Excuse uh-uh. me. You're not gonna excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, thank Let God, Saved by the Bell. Uh, it's time for uh, uh, headlines, Steve. This was gonna be a ladies and gentlemen. This and drill. Thank you very much, everybody. This is Antrip with the News. Well, a new round of U.S.-Chinese trade talks scheduled to begin later on today in Washington, D.C. The aim of the negotiators for both sides, actually, is to avert threatened higher tariffs because without an agreement, tariffs are going to be levied on some $200 billion in Chinese goods next month. And Beijing is expected to make some retaliatory moves against U.S. products, the ones that they buy as well. President Trump, meanwhile, has been sending out a message to the Venezuelan army that a new president named Juan Guaido has been elected, that the world is supporting this guy, and that if they continue backing Nicolas Maduro, they're going to be backing the wrong horse as well as the wrong kind of government. To those who would try to impose socialism on the United States, we again deliver a very simple message. America will never be a socialist country. Trump was speaking before several hundred members of Florida's expatriate Venezuelan community. That's the largest Venezuelan community apparently in this country. As you probably know, Bernie Sanders is back in the race for the White House. He launched his new campaign this week, promising to, quote, finish the revolution that he says he began during his failed campaign against Hillary Clinton. Sanders says that at age 77, he's healthy, that he has the energy to run for and serve as commander-in-chief. Although Sanders attracted a lot of young voters last time, you may remember, the Democratic 
Democratic Socialist failed to connect with many older black voters who felt he never made a sincere effort to appeal to them. Most of his workers were young whites. And there are also Democrats who feel that uh, Sanders held on to his supporters too long, leaving his people disheartened and less likely to vote and therefore paving the way for Donald Trump's victory. And some of those folks, they don't forgive him for that. A man considered the silent Sam of the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas, spoke out this week against a case he feels was wrongly decided. Justice Thomas says that... uh, the case of New York Times versus Sullivan was wrongly adjudicated in a 14-page treatise. The uh, God, the uh, black justice, it writes that the case does not line up, he says, with the original meaning of the Constitution and that it should be overruled so as to make it easier. And he wants to make it easier for public figures to sue media entities for libel or individuals for defamation. Sad news from the world of fashion. The House of Chanel's creative director, as you heard, Karl Lagerfeld, has died at age 85. Lagerfeld, easily recognized by his white ponytail and black sunglasses, he was a leading designer for the French fashion house for at least the last 30 years, putting it on the map and changing it and revamping its styles. And finally, today is National Love Your Pet Day. Not everybody has dogs and cats. Some people have. Okay. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. We got to ask this question. I mean, we asked it all last week and the week before that and the week before that. But here we go again. Okay. Now, uh, you know, the brand Burberry, uh, Uh it's apologizing for showcasing a hoodie that featured a noose around the neck during its show at London Fashion Week. Burberry, What's going on with the fashion uh, industry? I don't it's know. What? Yeah. It's ridiculous now. I, I mean, this come on. Sickening. Yeah. But you know, Burberry, though, mm-hmm. uh-huh. they issued a statement that, that those are not the people that they make our clothes for. Remember when they made that oh, statement? Oh, yeah, you mean uh-huh. a while ago. You yeah. know, some rappers uh-huh. was talking about it, and they said those are not the people we make our clothes for. I've never worn Burberry, ever. Mm. And because of stuff like never, that. Yeah. Never. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say we are deeply sorry for the distress caused by one of the products that featured in our autumn winter 2019 runway collection. That's all they But said. you know, for, for it to come out now, <laughs> You've really, after all this that's been happening with Gucci and all of these other, for you to run down the runway now with that? Yeah, this just happened. Dog, you, so what's what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, because you're saying autumn, winter. So yeah. this is in the future right. where that you're designing yeah. for later in the year. Yeah, and like Burber- you're saying, Steve, right. the, the, you Burberry, didn't have to come out with that. Right. The chief executive officer for Burberry, said that uh, though the design was inspired by the marine theme that ran throughout the collection, it was insensitive and we made a mistake. Uh, the design, of course, you was... Think? Yeah. The design was criti- uh, was criticized by model Liz Kennedy, who was featured in the show, but claimed her concerns about the use of a noose were dismissed. Uh, suicide is not fashion. Uh, she wrote on Instagram, it is beyond me how you can let a look resembling a noose hanging from a neck out on a runway. Also, various mental health organizations were critical of the fashion concept as well. Well, when black people look at it, we see something different. Racism. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what? As we see who, okay, first of all, and all who, of I, who, who is Liz Kennedy? She's a she model. She's a model She's featured a model. In, in the show. show. In yeah. the White. actual show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. White. Mm-hmm. Now, if she knows that, if this white woman can stand up and go, wait a minute, what are we doing here? 
a noose around a person's neck going down a runway? Are y'all kidding me? But nobody else see it but this woman? That should have, everybody's ears should have been pent back when Liz Kennedy said that. I mean, that's crazy, man. Especially with all of what's going on. She said they laughed at her okay, um, well, at the I, show. Okay. I, now I bet now they ain't you got to apologize. Burberry won't lose a dollar with me. They don't have to worry. They don't. They won't lose a dollar with me because I ain't never bought nothing out of there. So, you know, once they said that years ago, I was done. Coming up in the 34 after the hour reports that uh, Jesse Smollett's role as Jamal Lyon has been cut down on Empire. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. More on the Jesse Smollett uh, case. Um, His empire screen time is getting cut in the wake of this growing sentiment that he staged this so-called attack. Now, keep in mind that police are still doing their investigation. Uh, This is according to TMZ. Jesse was supposed to have nine scenes and a big musical number in the second to the last episode, uh, which is being shot now. But five of his scenes have been cut and his musical number has been cut as well. Uh, The brothers, the African brothers out of Chicago, uh, Abel and Ola uh, Asendero, reportedly told investigators that they drove around Chicago with the Empire star, that is Jesse Smollett, to scout a location. The brothers said Jesse picked a spot near his apartment because he thought a security camera would capture the fight. Uh, It did not. And since the camera was pointed in the wrong direction, it didn't capture the fight. And so according to TMZ, the brothers said Jesse wanted the attack to be a physical thing, but not to the point he'd be seriously hurt. Also, there is now a possible motive as to why Jussie may have staged the attack a week before the incident. A letter threatening Jussie was sent to the Empire uh, Studios, where where Empire is filmed, and a source told um, CBS Chicago when the letter didn't get enough attention, Jussie concocted the staged attack. The investigation, plus a grand jury, is about to convene to hear evidence as to whether uh, Jesse should be indicted on a on grand the, jury. Yeah, well, they have to. They're bringing a grand jury in to look at the evidence to see if there's enough to charge Jesse. Now, can I with, say this? Because I used to think that a grand jury was this group of robed people, mm-hmm. but they're not. It's just twelve just bring, registered yeah. voters. Right. Yes. They, they that, get called in to review. Right, to review the evidence to see if there's yeah. enough there to warrant a charge, an indictment. Man, just, yeah. Damn. So what was in the letter? What, what Keep in, in mind, the there's an ongoing police investigation. We do still have to wait until every, you know, all the facts are there. And, and uh, that's true. You know, yeah, keep in mind, you know, we still Damn, have to do yeah. Damn, Jesse. A lot of confusion, a lot of craziness um, going on. But see, if they, if, if they didn't cut his role... Uh, you know, we don't. And what if the police investigation came out to say something? You know, you gotta wait. It's just a lot. Yeah, you you, you just, just gotta lot. wait and see. Yeah, it, it we doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. look good. But I mean, just no, gotta his, wait. his his lawyers didn't issue the statement that you know they yeah. sticking to their guns. Yeah, with the story, and Jesse's so. sticking yeah, to and his story as well. A victim. Yeah, yeah, he's sticking to his story I don't, I don't, as well. I don't, I don't. I don't know what the hell's happening no more. No, no. And that's why we have to wait and see what the authorities. In Chicago. Mm. Well, we are very quick to judge. Right, right I mean, off on you, didn't they, dog? Everybody's guilty until proven innocent instead of how the country should operate, innocent until proven guilty. I and mean, the social media bandwagon. Yeah. Folks get on that every, social media. Yeah. And 
Yeah, and just, you know, wait for the facts and the information, and that's what we need to do. Right. All you can say right now is just, damn, Jess. That's all you can say. Just, just, damn. period. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. The hell, man. I swear, yeah. I swear to you, I don't understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's but you know what? It's crazier stuff than happened. Yeah. yeah. But, like, really, you know, I mean, I don't. Really, what Jesse Smollett did, whether he did it or not, I don't. Well, I don't. Just, whatever the reason is for, that's something you know. we may never know. But here's what I do. Here's what I do know. Mm-hmm. With forensic and technology today, you can't plan anything like that. Not saying he did, but you can't right. plan anything like that and think you're gonna get away with it in 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 wide open public. Man, do you know how far they backtracked them dudes to see where them two figures came from? It's they got cameras everywhere. Yeah. Well, you can't plan something like that and have other people involved either. I just don't want no subway sandwich right now. <laughs> I cannot I with you. This. Let's try not to rush to judgment on this story, no matter what it looks like right now. Let's wait till the investigation has been completed. Right. But we, sure, we should also wait on getting a subway sandwich too. You probably don't want to get one oh, right God. now. You know what I'm saying? You probably want to make you a flap over in the in the kitchen. You know, uh, that one piece of bread and just flap it over. Get you that. Hey, Tommy, I did this. like them sandwiches. You know, like when you do a peanut butter sandwich, you just butter yes, one sir. half of the bread and then fold it. Man, you know, I, it I used to call yet. that a quickie. <laughs> Up next, it is the nephew with today's prank phone call. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today's subject. Grinding and grabbing might get me in trouble. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Come on with it. (laughs) But right now, the nephew is in the building with today's prank phone call. Neff, what do you have for us today? Y'all show y'all one one? Oh, Lord. Uh, okay. Who did, who did you prank? What is this? Black History Month it is, ain't uh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. You got to adopt these white kids. <laughs> Do your part. <laughs> you got to adopt what? these white kids. What are you talking about? <laughs> Listen to this. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a Valerie. Valerie. Um, this is she. Uh, hi, Valerie. Listen, my name is Kadeem. I'm from Adoptions. I'm giving you a call. Uh... I'm sure you're aware that we're coming by tomorrow, and, and uh, we great. first of all, I wanted to say thank you for being a part of, um, of this adoption thing for black history. We really greatly appreciate what you're doing. We want you to know that we um, have you scheduled tomorrow that we're going to drop two Caucasian kids off uh, at your household. And uh, hello? You're going to drop them off at my house? Right, right. Uh, are, are you familiar with what's going on with colorful no. adoptions? Uh, no. You're, okay, let me, well, wait a minute, hang on. You, your name has been submitted to us that you are volunteering to take in two Caucasian kids here during Black History Month, and you're going to teach them as much as you can about black history for a week. They're going to be with you for seven days. Uh, how many rooms do you have in your apartment so we can make sure that the kids have adequate space? Okay, can you tell me who submitted my name? Uh, ma'am. Can you tell me, uh, do you guys have a back door so that, you know, there's an, there's an a- access uh, okay, and front where are you entrance and back entrance? I'm sorry? Where are you calling from again? I am calling from adoptions. But I, what okay. I do need to know is I do need to know, will the kids have transportation? Do you have a vehicle 
that is definitely yours. No, the, and kids, the kids won't have transportation. I'm sorry. You're asking me, no. Who are you again? And my my name is Kadeem, ma'am. I'm calling for adoptions. Okay. And who submitted my who submitted my information? To ma'am, do you have was... adequate space to accommodate the children? No. Who submitted my name to you to say that I was going to take two more two more? Ma'am, I'm asking you: Do you have adequate space, and do you are you going to be having enough food to you know for the food for the kids to no, be? I know uh, because I have three children. I'm trying to feed these three over here, and no, I don't have enough food to feed two more children. Now you're calling me, and who gave you my information? Ma'am, I'm going to ask you another time. How many bedrooms do you have in your apartment unit so we can make sure that the, sh the kids are accommodated pr uh, properly? No. No, don't bring any kids to my house. I don't. I don't care. No, what color they are and what you need. Who submitted my information to you? Okay, ma'am. Let me ask you something. How long have you? How long have you been on your job? Okay. Um. What the? F oh no! Hell no! I mean, you. Your name has been submitted by. I don't care what you. But say that's. Not, I'm not interested. You know what will happen if you drop two kids off, two white kids off at my house? Uh, no, ma'am, I don't. Oh, no, we're not, no. That's okay. I don't have time. I work 10 hours a day. I don't have time for that You know, it's okay. You can drop your, you know what's going to happen to them if you drop them off, but they going to be right where you drop them off at when you come back to get them next week. Okay, okay, ma'am, right have you, uh, somebody has submitted your name that you don't mind volunteering to take No, no, you can take them to the who submitted my name. Take them to that I don't need them. Okay. I don't need them. I work 10 hours a day. Take them to whoever submits. How about you take them? I'm, ma'am, I work for the agency, ma'am. I'm, I'm here to try and get these kids a, a great place to get uh, educated. And... Oh, no, that's okay. I'm not even say no about it. No. No, thank you. And you whoever told you this, take them, to, take them to that. I have three children of my own I'm taking care of. Who the will tell you that. I, 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 I don't know uh, exactly who submitted your name. All I know is that they said that you would be good as far as taking care well, of you, children and, and teaching them about black history. Who told you that? Uh, Ma'am, I don't, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm working here at Adoptions, and I'm... I'm yeah, I don't know who you work for, and I have three kids of my own. I work 10 hours a day. That's the I'm teaching about black history, Ma. Okay, I mean, yeah. is it is it... Is it a problem teaching two more children and, and two Caucasian children who probably don't know as much about black history? It is a problem. I work 10 hours a day. I got three I'm trying to feed on my own. What are you, what? You need to take them children to that who told you to bring them to me. How about that? Ma'am, I, I, I don't know. I'm not at liberty to give out the names on who exactly submitted your name. I want the name of the black who told you to bring some kids to my
gave you my name. I don't know who submitted your name. I don't know that. Oh, no, you got to know who gave you my information because they know all I know is, ma'am, I'm scheduled to bring those kids over there at 10 o'clock in the morning, okay? Oh, that's Who the told you that? Hey, don't bring no kids to my house. I don't even care if they white. Just don't bring two more kids to my house, period. Period. I will see you in the morning, Miss Valerie, okay? In the morning, I have one more thing I need to tell you about tomorrow. Are you listening? You. Are you listening? Yes, I'm listening. You say whatever the you have to say to me right now. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your co-worker named... Ain't nothing wrong with that, is it? You know, keep yeah. a white kid for a week. Well. You, know? you are stupid. Got to learn people something, you know. <laughs> you know, just just everybody need a little black history in their life. They do. You need to learn that diversification. Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> get him, Steve. Get him. That's all. Get your nephew. Twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. That is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The nephew, West Palm Beach, West Palm, West Palm. I will be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You never know who might show up, West Palm, but I'll be there. Hey, man, why not you come down and play some golf with me this weekend, West Palm? And you know uh, what? I'll let you I'll, open I'll up, too. I'm working this weekend. Oh, okay. And, Tommy, you, you, don't, you don't really want me to open for you. I do. I do. No, you don't. I do. I do. I actually, honestly, want me, you, Jay, and Junior to go do one last run. Me, like, you, and Five who? cities. Jay and me, you, Jay, and Junior, go do one last run. Oh, that'd be great. Five cities. That'd be a That's big what I show. Want I just need to know what you would do so we can work out. Well, what do they want? So I've been the I've been the hole up. Is that what you're saying? What do they it want? Usually is. <laughs> <laughs> and you Always. better find something for Carla and I to do. <laughs> uh, West, this weekend, West Palm is nice, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, and and they Real love nice. the show there too. Loyal, and we love loyal them listeners. right back. They're loyal yeah. listeners. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. You go down in Louisiana swamp and try that if you want. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, thank you, nephew. (laughs) Up next, it is the strawberry letter subject grinding and grabbing might get me in trouble right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's time now for today's strawberry letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to Steve Harvey FM and click submit strawberry letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one. And it is a real letter. You hear that? <laughs> Let's go, baby. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. The strawberry letter. Oh, Lord. Subject grinding and grabbing might get me in trouble. It's okay. They can hear the grinding. It's okay. <laughs> well, if you go into an explanation of what it is. Cannot. Would you get him, please? <laughs> no, it's so ignorant. <laughs> when mom and daddy in here, one of them is biting their bottom lip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Right, Dear Stephen on. Shirley, I am a 48-year-old happily married man. 
I've been married for 17 years to one of the finest women in the world, but six months ago, my wife and I hit a rough patch in our sex life because I'm on high blood pressure medicine and I can't perform like I used to. I've found different ways to make sure my wife is pleased and she has not had any complaints. She tried different things for me too, but nothing worked. As long as she's happy, I'm happy. Fast forward to a month ago, I went out for uh, drinks after work with my coworkers, and there was a group of us drinking, dancing, and having a great time. One of my female coworkers that has a great body and flaunts it backed that thing up on me, and we started grinding on the on. dance floor. I, can I read you this without on. your comments, I'm please? Just you, you, you stop it. Hey, 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 everybody calm down. I was, I know, I know, right? I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked, but uh, I was also really turned on. I let her grind a few times and drop it to the floor before I walked away. She followed me to the bar and reached down and grabbed my crotch and whispered in my ear that she was impressed by my size and she could feel that I was very excited. Heck yeah, I was excited. Hell yeah, I was excited. I was excited. You don't that get excited and say heck. <laughs> I was excited that it was working again. I told my coworker that she was right, but I don't get down like that. I rushed home to try to make crazy love to my wife. <laughs> But when I got home, the moment had passed and the excitement was gone. I kept replaying the whole grinding and grabbing scenes in my mind, but it didn't work. Now, days later, I can't stop thinking about my coworker and how she made it work again. I'm not a cheater, but it's been six months since I had sex, and I know where I can get some. So what should I do? Mm. Well, uh, well... Mm. <laughs> well, at least one thing's for sure. You do know it can work. But uh, um, the the real question is, why are you writing in here uh, asking Steve and I for permission to cheat on your wife with your coworker, sir? Why are you doing that? Because that's what it is. I, I mean, that that's exactly what you're doing. Why else would you mention that it's been six months, you know, where you can get some at the end? I mean, come on. A, a man who's not a cheater, as you say in this letter, would not be saying you know, or doing things like grinding on your coworker. So I, I, I just I don't know why he wrote y'all to. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know why he wrote y'all. <laughs> I mean, two things I suggest you do that could possibly help your situation. Uh, and don't forget, you said when your wife's happy, you're happy. Two things: one, you got to go back to the doctor. You got to see if he can reduce your blood pressure meds to a, you know, get a lower dosage or something like that. And, and maybe, you know, you won't have this um, uh, ED. See, see if that's a problem. Or per, perhaps your doctor can uh, prescribe you some Viagra, or, you know, or whatever it is men use during times like this. Uh, I don't know if Viagra is still popular. I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, very. Popular as hell. Oh, okay, because I haven't yes. heard you guys talk Credit about it. That ain't ever going out of style, oh, okay. Shirley. That's okay. permanent. Yeah. I don't give a damn if they come up with something new. Yeah, but go to your Call doctor. Niagara. <laughs> Like as in the fall <laughs> comes over you like rushing <laughs> <From> water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, cool. You know, go to talk to your doctor about this. You know, cheating uh, with your coworker is definitely not the answer for a man who's been happily married for seventeen years to one of the finest women in the world. Come on now, Steve. Well, here's some truth. 
that people have to understand. Uh, they've been married for 17 years. I've A doctor told a group of us one time, we were playing golf, uh-huh. and a doctor told us, they said, fellas, here's the deal. When you've been married to the same woman that many years, it goes for both men and women. It's the same. And it's going to take, as you all stay together longer, different methods to get everybody to the same level of pleasure that they used to be at years ago. It's going to take something different. Now, if the two of you never make the adjustment and do nothing different, for one or both, eventually it's going to become a little bit mundane. Or, shall we say, boring. Okay. And that can happen to anyone. Mm -hmm. And 17 years, that's what it is. Well, you know, you you had some problems come up. You was taking high blood medicine to mess your little game up now. You know, you you got some things you're dealing with. Excuse me? What? Did he sleep? (laughs) Yeah. Rip Van Rinkle. Yep. The seven dwarfs. One of them sleep. Yeah, Uh Yeah, one of them sleep. You know, you just got to know. You got a little problem, probably because of the high blood. I strongly suggest you change your diet. I really do, because diet can help with that problem, son. You have to change your diet because that high blood, when you get off that high blood medicine, you could be back. But if you stay on that high blood medicine, pimp, you ain't making a comeback. Does the fact that he's 48, does that No, nah, that ain't nothing. 48 okay. young. Okay, just you asking. Know, you know, you might start to have little differences. Like at 48, you know, when you reach your moment of of passion, mm-hmm. the electricity, the electrical current that normally runs up the back of your neck, it ain't the same. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, that electrical current is not as strong. When you was 12, you was thinking about, I mean, when it happened to you at 21, you was thinking about killing yourself. Because <laughs> it was too much. It was just, <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. So at 48, what, what happened? At 40, like at 21, is like this. Uh-huh. Like you put your hand in an electrical socket. Yeah, at 48 yeah. is like. Oh, okay. It's over. That's it. It's like the phone vibrating in your pocket. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh,. <laughs> We'll come back with part two of Steve's response to today's Strawberry Letters. Subject grinding and grabbing might get me in trouble. We'll be back at 23 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letters. Subject grinding and grabbing might get me in trouble. 48-year-old man, been married 17 years old, 17 years to one of the finest women in the world. Then y'all hit a rough spot about six months ago. You started taking this high blood medicine. And it affected affected the train. The train has lost its (laughs) choo-choo. The locomotive. (laughs) Choo-choo. Ain't no more of that. It's just a train now. It's on the track. But ain't nobody shoveling coal. Everybody off. So now you sitting there. And uh, you found other ways to satisfy, and she tried helping you, but nothing worked. You know, so you go out with some co-workers. That's a group of y'all drinking, dancing, having a great time. One of your female co-workers that's got a great body and flaunts it, bag that thing up on me 
and started grinding on the dance floor. Huh? Yeah, it's right there. I was shocked, but I was also turned on. And Lord, I let her grind a few times, dropping it to the, dropping it to the floor, and then I walked away. Where is she going? And so anyway, huh? What oh, happened? That's she followed me to the bar, reached down, grabbed my crotch, and whispered in my ear, I'm impressed by your size, big boy. And she could feel I was very excited. Wait, what is, excuse me, can you say that again, please? What did she, she said, say? She said, I could feel, I'm, I'm, she said, I'm really impressed by your size, big boy. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. So that's what I heard. Not what's in the letter, but okay. But that's that's how they would say it. Uh-huh. Did you insert that? I know he did. That's a personal moment. <laughs> I'm really impressed by your side, big boy. So thank you, man. Uh-huh. I, I appreciate you too. But it's a shame though when they say, "I'm not impressed by your size." I said, "Well, I was impressed by yours." That ain't a match, is it? Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. And that's not in the letter. <laughs> okay. So anyway, she grabbed the crotch and whispered in your ear. She was impressed by your size, and she could feel I was very excited. Hell yeah, I was excited. I was excited that it was working again. I told my coworker that she was right, but I don't get down like that. I rushed home to make crazy love to my wife, but when I got home, the moment had passed and the excitement was gone. That's because the moment was back at the club, partner. Yes, it was. Hate Come to on tell you now. that. I hate to tell you that, but I must tell you that. You can't care what happened at the club to the house because what is trying to happen at the house was actually started back at the club. That type of uh, heat, heated exchange and excitement don't last on the freeway. Driving, stopping at lights. Your focus is all together different. Couple cop cars and pass by. You know you're black. You done got scared. Mm. Oh, God, they're going to pull me over. They going on about their business. So, yeah, bro, you in trouble. You wasn't going to make it. But now, ever since that happened, I've been playing that whole grinding thing, grabbing scene in my mind. Yeah, so, so, no, 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 no. He said, so when he got home, he tried to make crazy love. So what he kept doing was playing back in his mind the grinding scene and the grabbing scene. But it didn't work. Now, days later, I can't stop thinking about my coworker and how she made it work. Now, here's where he's trying to save himself. I'm not a cheater. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's been six months since I had sex. And I know where I can get some. So what should I do? Well, homie, since we're on the radio. What? I said, well, homie, since we're on the radio, uh-huh. oh. I'm going to tell you this. Got to find a way to work it out. First of all, you and your wife going to have to do some new things. It's got to be completely new. Grinding some other things, too. Y'all been together 17 years. I know you're married to the finest woman in the world. That's a good way to feel about your girl. But you got to do something different, though. Y'all got to try something different. Help them out, Steve. Well, you know, you may not agree with what I'm about to tell you, but you can. It's a lot of things that bring a little excitement into your bed. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Well, you know, like 
on on your way to the bedroom, just grab, just reach on the can and get that can of grease that's on top of the stove. Either one, fish or bacon. What you about to do with that? I know, just get it in the room so you can get a different smell in there. In you the bedroom? Something. Yeah, you know you need you need to go in there and smell like you cooking. Uh-huh. You know, try to get it on. There's a couple other things you could do too. You know, you can. Uh, I would like reinforce the chandelier in the ceiling. Because <laughs> you, cause you need to get in there and do some swinging parties. <laughs> Trampoline. You got to look like that poor ass uh, hotel in Vegas, Circus Circus. You got to have some stuff going on. You got to have some uh, clowns in there with their flowers that squirt water. You got to bring some tricks in this bedroom, homie, or else your wife gonna leave you, man, because you ain't performing at all. You got to start thinking, what can I do to change things around here? Did he say trampoline? Hell yeah, you got to put the, but don't put the trampoline in the bedroom. Put it in the hallway. (laughs) I want you to come flying in. Like an acrobat. Yeah, I want you to fly in from the hallway <laughs> with a Spider-Man suit on and make sure that the trampoline is aimed towards the flat screen on the wall. So when you spring in like Spider-Man, you just uh-huh. hanging on the edge of that flat screen TV. You making it real sexy in here now, boy. Wow, that visual is crazy as hell. <laughs> yeah. Hanging off the TV. You just hanging on that TV. Both your feet and hands is on the wall. You looking like Peter Parker. Well, what do you say when you get on the trampoline? What is he saying? Coming in. All right, Steve, we get the point, okay? We got to get out of here. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. So stupid at Steve Harvey FM. Coming up in... Coming up in 10 minutes, we're going to talk politics. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is running for president in 2020. And we're going to talk sand and soul right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, before we get to uh, Bernie Sanders and his announcement that he is in the presidential race, we got to talk about sand and soul because it'll be here before we know it. Coming October up May. 10th yeah. through the 13th. Uh-huh. The third annual Sand and Soul will be popping off in Punta Cana at the luxurious Hard Rock Hotel. This time we have all the rooms at the Hard Rock. So if you had a good time and you you stayed at the Ryu Ryu Hotel, Uh call now and you won't have to do that. Up until the end of February, you can reserve your rooms for just $99. And we have payment plans. So do it, man. Get your room now for $99 is all you need to secure your room in that entire weekend. And we have payment plans. So get to steveharveysandandsoul.com, steveharveysandandsoul.com. Mm-hmm. Comedy shows. My wife does a beauty bar. We got cigar rolling, cigar lounges, uh, cognac. We got gambling all night. We got parties. We got guests. Comedy. We got everything. Yes. Every form of entertainment, we just need y'all good people to come hang out with us. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey saying the soul, baby, and get your soul on while you got it going on, knowing that it is what it is <laughs> and breezes is forever. Yeah, hurry up, get this $99 special. It ends at the end Don't of February. Sleep. Go to Steve Harvey Sandandsoul.com. We will see you there.
All right, now, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders has made it official. He's back. As you always say, Steve, feel how you want to feel about this, but he is running for president again. Uh, Senator Sanders confirmed yesterday that, yes, he does plan to seek the Democratic nomination in 2020. It's a second attempt at trying to win the White House. He is 77, I said 77 years old. Uh, mm. mm-hmm, he is. Bernie, well, what is our president? 71? Uh, Trump is 71 or 72? Yeah, 71 or 72. Not our president. The president. Yeah, the president of the U.S., 70s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in his 70s. Uh, Bernie says we are running against a president who is a pathological liar, a fraud, <laughs> <laughs> a racist, a sexist, a xenophobe, and someone out, huh? who is undermining American democracy as he leads us in an authoritarian direction. As we know, President Trump has referred to Bernie Sanders on Twitter as Crazy Bernie. All right. Bernie Sanders told CBS this morning that uh, we're going to move this revolution forward in the community. Take a li- in the community. Take a listen. We are going to also launch what I think is unprecedented uh, in modern American history, and that is a grassroots movement, John, to lay the groundwork for transforming the economic and political life of this country. That's what's different. So that's what's different. Yeah, this that's time. what. Okay, all right. So there you have it. The question is. Can he beat Trump? That is the question. Steve? I don't know, man. I, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't he, vote for Bernie before because I didn't think he was going to make it. But, boy, did he make a, a showing yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, against Hillary Clinton in the last presidential election. Right. Yeah, A lot of people he felt like, like Bernie was talking to them, and that's where Hillary kind of missed out. Yeah, especially oh, those oh, millennials. She wasn't oh. talking to them. Yes. Oh, she missed the vote. Especially yeah. the millennials, Carla. They were yeah. so, so for he had Bernie. a big following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he wanted universal health care. He wanted to do away with college tuition. Yes. Um, yes. You know, those so a were, lot of younger voters. You're right, Shirley. Yeah. They were feeling them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know, man. So how I many just, we got now? Forty fit. Forty fit. How many are up there running now? <laughs> Candidates for the Democratic Party. <laughs> yeah. 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 All well, these I, you three know, women. Just a lot of people I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got to weed them out. So. Yeah, but I know process. I know all of them people can't really think, can't really think they should win the White House. Hopefully, they're not running if they don't think they can win. I just don't think that all these people think that they legitimately have a shot. They got to believe in themselves, though. They have to. Have you just people. don't want you want someone to be that can really beat Trump. Yeah, is that yeah. what you're like trying to do? And that's what y'all need to do. Yeah. And if you're not the person, get out the race. Yeah. Everybody thinks they can bring something. I mean, that's the thing. Who can beat Trump? Which one of them can beat Trump? Biden and Kamala. Com- yeah. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Kamala. That's a good team. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Uh-huh. Senator. That's that's the team that could win it. Yeah, I agree. But Biden hasn't announced yet. Yeah, he right. will. Yeah. You think so, Tom? He'll be number 60. He'll be the number <laughs> Wow. 60th candidate? Wow. It did surprise me, though, Steve, that uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are such good friends, and now they're competing. They're com- both running. Yeah, they're competing for the same job yeah. now. You know. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They're very good friends. Yeah. 
This is interesting. Uh, uh, Jul- Julian Castro out of Texas. Uh, what's her name? Did Any- he announce? Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the, the twin, right? Yeah, the twin. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. He's in it. Klobuchar. He's been on the it. View and everything. Yeah, he's been talking. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Out of Minnesota okay. is in it. Um, uh-huh. Kirsten. Uh, oh, what is her last name? Uh, she's in it. So there's three women. And then Booker. Now, yeah, Cory Booker. We said him. Bernie Sanders. Uh, Julian uh, Castro. Um, and. Well, anyway, it's a crowded field. Let's say that. A lot, a lot of people. What, what was the um, the Republican count last time? Was it 16 or 17 candidates? When uh, when when, uh, Trump, was tr- when Trump was running. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then Howard Schultz from uh, Oh, yeah. from Star- Well, he's going to run as an independent. Yeah. Which is gonna... He said he doesn't see color. Who, who said that? Howard Schultz, the... Uh, the guy that used to run Starbucks that's Starbucks. running as an independent, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this is going to be going on for Do a long time. Do we pass our coffee when he comes? You know what. <laughs> All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, Puffy, or, or Diddy, if you call him Diddy, his wax figure was decapitated. And uh, Serena Williams is back ranked in the top 10. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, the wax figure of uh, Diddy or Puffy, Sean Diddy Combs, has been decapitated. A vandal toppled the statue at Madame Tussauds, the wax museum in New York City, then stomped on its face, causing over a quarter million in damage. Uh, in damages, yeah. Uh, police said the culprit then escaped on foot, but not before screaming at the wax figure, look what you made me do. The museum, what? What? Get crazy. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> so he's screaming at the wax figure, look what you made me do. The museum. Yeah. <laughs> the museum allows visitors to interact with the figures and get up close. Oh, yeah, because we've seen uh, people taking uh, selfies with the wax figures and all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Repairs will be made uh, as quickly as possible so that Diddy can return to the museum, to that A-list party room. Huh? Was he also saying, take that, take that. Take that, take that. that." He wasn't doing that? No. Challenge! He wasn't doing that. (laughs) He wasn't doing that either. (laughs) He wasn't doing bad boy. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Jesus. (laughs) But look what you made me do. Yeah, look what you made me do. All right, in other news, it's Women Crush Wednesday, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. WCW. So when it comes to strong female role models, the lovely, the beautiful, the very, very talented Serena Williams is a perfect 10. Remember, she was our Woman Crush Wednesday one Wednesday, Carla. The both yes. of us. Yeah. And yesterday, Serena ranked another 10, which, although not perfect, is one she can be pretty happy about when um, Serena made her first appearance in the tennis rankings top 10 since giving birth to her daughter, Olympia, in September of 2017. So that's big. Now she, it, 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 she's working her way back, okay, to being number yeah. one, mm-hmm. it looks like to me. Because she struggled, you know, in mm-hmm. that first year with having the baby and getting back. Yeah. And, and they weren't treating her, you know, as fairly. And uh, so now she's made it to the top 10. Go ahead, you know, girl. she's very determined. So she's 37 years old. She's uh, third all time with 319 total weeks at number one. 
Uh, she's ranked at number 10 in the latest Women's Tennis Association ranking. So congratulations I don't yes. care what to she Serena. She's the greatest. She's bad. Yeah. She's the greatest. Yes, yes she is. <laughs> she's a oh, goat. she's a bad girl. Though. Yes, she yeah, is. She's yeah. a goat. Of all time. Yeah. 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 But, but she's proving, you know, like so many women uh, have before her, uh, is that you can have a baby and and still you know follow your dreams and and be a great Balance athlete? A career yeah, and women be women a, can for sure. Men yeah. can't do that. Men can't what? If we can have babies, we're not gonna bounce back. No, you no. guys couldn't. I'm in the hospital. Matter of fact, after my first 18 one, that's months. It. <laughs> you in the hospital? How long, Steve? Eighteen months. <laughs> I got to have this baby, and then I got to sit there and think about it. <laughs> Hey, look, after you have that baby, you're out. We need this bed, okay? I'm going to be taking bandages <laughs> off trying to figure out how I had this baby. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we the population would be what it is if men had to have babies. Mm-hmm. They I'm couldn't handle you it. Uh-uh. Yeah, uh-uh. it would be a lot of yeah. I can tell you right now. Wouldn't be no junior or Jay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean, Steve? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be neither one of them. If we, if we, you know, I mean, you know, if men had babies, uh-huh. mm-hmm. come on now, somebody finna had Jay. <laughs> oh God! Ah, man, what, what you saying, Steve? Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna have Junior. <laughs> oh God! What up, huh? Man, but man, nobody finna hear all this. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Yeah, but shout out to Serena because yes. it is hard. Yes, it is. On this Women Crush Wednesday, she's everybody's mm-hmm. Women Crush. <laughs> I need that her. thing in my back. What's it called? An epidural? Yeah, epidural. I need all that. I don't know if you could take that. Because <laughs> if That's you painful move, too, Tommy. Huh? Well, it's not painful. Right, right. That's what I hear. You can't move at well, all. Brandon, when Brandon Holly painful. was born, I took one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're moving on. My wife said she didn't want no drugs in her baby. I said, I don't care. <laughs> you Give can take it, Steve. Me, man. <laughs> Give them to me. Pass me out. Do something. <laughs> Pass me out. <laughs> Crazy man. All right, uh, this is some sad news. Um, Khloe Kardashian, according to TMZ, has thrown in the towel. She has broken up with her man, Tristan Thompson. Uh, Mm. After she found out that her baby daddy, this is what's crazy, uh, that Tristan allegedly cheated on her with her sister, her baby sister Kylie's best friend. Oh, uh, Jordan. Mm. Yeah, little Jordan. Yeah. Uh, What? That's Kylie, uh, Chloe's little sister, Kylie, has a best friend named Jordan. Jordan. Mm -hmm. Tristan was messing around on Chloe with Jordan. What is right? With Jordan. Yeah. I don't know none of them. Yeah. I'm pulling it up right now, sir. Okay, so we're told that Tristan flew into L.A. to spend Valentine's. That was Thursday, of course. He spent that with, with Chloe and the baby, uh, Baby True. Then on Saturday, he went out, hooked up with Kylie's best friend, Jordan. And uh, then witnesses say Tristan and Jordan were just all over each other, uh, making out and everything. Chloe found out uh, and immediately broke things off with Tristan. He Man. think nobody was gonna see him. What is he don't tall, never think so. nobody see him, Tommy. Yeah, remember that. He's other six tape? foot thirteen. How you think ain't nobody gonna see <laughs> you? Six foot thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's terrible. your 
girl's sister's best friend. This is a terrible story. This is a terrible he story. He should have called Lamar and just went to yeah. Vegas. He should have done that. Yeah. He's going to do something. I did well. see this on TMZ, and uh, our girl uh, Raquel, uh-huh. <laughs> she said that this was a setup. She said that That's this what was, it sounds yeah, like. She said that this whole thing was a setup just to see if Tristan would cheat on take her. Take the bait. Yeah, take the bait. Uh-huh. Yeah. That sounds mm. like, well, he took <gasps> it. Well, he did, yeah. Hook, line, single, I just man. can't see her, Kylie's best friend, doing this with her sister's man. Tommy, send the picture. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, got to come right up for you, boss. This is crazy. What? Yeah, this is really crazy. But everybody going to take this bait, though. This, this, this right here? Okay, Tommy. Okay. Tommy, you're married, what? okay? Yeah. We ain't on in Houston no more. What? <laughs> So you think it's just based on the location where we are? I'm just saying stuff. I'm just saying stuff. Did you say that? You married all over the world. Yeah. I don't mean none of this. (laughs) I thought you were just married in Texas when you got married. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back with more of this ignorant show (laughs) right after this. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here's a question for you. Will R. Kelly finally pay for his alleged crimes? Uh, We're not sure. We don't know. But word has it that a grand jury has been convened in Cook County, Illinois, in connection to the new allegations against him. This comes on the heels of that sex tape uh, that Michael Avenatti turned into Chicago authorities. Uh, In case you guys uh, don't remember this case, well, it just happened last week, but to review, the Cook County... State's attorney asked potential witnesses to come forward in the aftermath of the surviving R. Kelly docuseries. And for the record, he's denied all allegations. The Cook County State's attorney wouldn't confirm the grand jury proceedings or the existence of a new investigation. And ours lawyer, Steve Greenberg, said he hasn't been notified of a grand jury. We'll keep you posted. Uh, Last week, of course, um, a news tape surfaced supposedly with R. Kelly uh, having sex with a 14-year-old. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And this is a completely different tape than the first one. Let me tell you something. My little girl, 14. I, we, I ain't waiting on no nothing. I ain't waiting on the popos. I ain't waiting on nothing. My little girl, 14, let me tell you something. I don't know who up in that house, but I'm going to open up that whole damn house when I get up over there. I promise you that. It's not going to be good. No. At all. As it should be, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can't even really, mind, I can't wrap my mind around it. It's really hard, and he's gotten away with this for so for long, so for so long. It's time to put a stop to this now. Really sickening. Yeah. So now, we talked about Kylie um, earlier, Carla. Now, what's going on with her baby daddy, Travis Scott? Okay, so over the weekend, uh-huh. he was uh, he had a Southwest Commercial Airlines moment. You know that "Want to Get Away"? Wanna Y'all get remember away. that commercial? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So he was in concert, and uh, at the end of the show, he says, "St. Louis, I love you. Get home safe." Uh uh-uh. uh Where was he? That was nice, but uh-huh. it was misplaced because he was actually in Kansas City, <laughs> Missouri. Damn. So he kind of. Looked around and everybody was like, um, a little Southwest commercial airline. So, have, has that ever happened to you, Steve? Where you, because you know, you and Tommy, y'all toured, y'all tour a lot. Tommy, you were always on the road. Have y'all ever saluted one city and made the mistake and was supposed to be somewhere else? No, you never? No. You know, Tommy, you want to you... know what mine was? 
Yes. That 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 whole Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. Well, that's kind of uh-huh. understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they not they wasn't hearing that though. No. No. They weren't no, they understanding. Don't. They was not hearing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made that so mistake, happened? but not on stage. I was somewhere when I did it. But. Kansas City, Missouri wants you to say Missouri. Do not say Kansas. Oh, they be touchy mm-hmm. about that. Wow. So, but that never happened to you, Steve? Oh, uh, I don't never remember doing that. Uh-huh. Not mistaking the city. Now, I've awakened. I, one time, uh-huh. I, I woke up in a hotel, uh-huh. came downstairs to the restaurant. Yeah. Was looking around, didn't know where I was. I just Really? So the guy came up to me, and I said, hey, man, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to be funny. I said, where, where am I? He said, mm-hmm. you're right here, sir. <laughs> I said, no. help. I said, no, no, dog. Where, what, what city is this? Uh-huh. He said, oh, oh, this is St. Petersburg. Florida? Yeah. Florida. Why didn't I, you know that? I had been traveling so oh. many shows, oh. so many days. I was when I was doing those one-nighters uh-huh. Uh-huh. with the comedy zone. Then oh, you get okay. confused with where you was, man. Wow. wow. It, it, was, it was horrible, man. Mm-hmm. And look at you now. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Some sad news, guys. Legendary fashion designer Karl Lagerfeld has passed away. He was 85 years old. The German designer who lived in Paris died earlier today, uh, um, yesterday, after missing a number of fashion shows while being ill in recent weeks. Karl Lagerfeld became a design assistant as a teenager and began his long career with Chanel back in 1983. Uh, He's credited with adding glitz to the design house's style. He was a creative director for Chanel and Fendi. Up until his death, Lagerfeld released collections for Fendi and his label. uh, You know what he did for me? You know what he did for me? What? He made me smell good throughout the whole 80s. You hear me? That oh. Lagerfeld cologne was the You the same thing <laughs> through the whole 80s? Yeah, I did. Wow. I did. I thought that Lagerfeld was... Well, I ain't gonna lie. I had some more, but that Lagerfeld was signature. That was your main. Uh-huh. That was your main. Uh-huh. Main? Did you get a lot of girls? What? <laughs> you know, I man. Had a shag I, with a duck tail in the back. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> Come on, boy. Boy, he took Talk you back. To yourself. I know. Shag with a duck tail. With the duck tail, man. We used to call them Q-locks. Q-locks. Q-locks, yeah. what's that? The hair uh, Yeah, when you had that little flip on the back, we called them Q-locks. Mm-hmm. I used to cut them for the bros in college. Uh-huh. Yeah. Duck tail, boy. You had a shag with, wow, Tony. Yeah, good. I would love to see that. Well, let me get that part on the side. What you talking about? Okay. My mama says that's way too much going on. Right yeah, so you need to let one that of them go. You know something, man. I, I, right. Like I have the best colognes now, uh-huh. but coming up though, dog, you couldn't mm-hmm. tell me nothing about polo. Yeah, <laughs> that was your fragrance, huh? Ralph Lauren. Yeah, did you, that green bow, that horse on it with the uh, gold knob. Yeah, yes. yes. Everybody had this, uh-huh. man. Polo. <laughs> And you know, I ladies love, love a good smelling man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody rocks. Well, you know, you had that polo too long when that gold is starting to flake off the top. <laughs> that, and, and the, and the, the man top. on the horse is fading no. away. You're like, man. Now, here, when you know you got on too much of it, when the girls say you need to wash <laughs> some of that off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I yeah. love Man, it. Man, I had so much polo on at the Spats one night. That's the club? Yeah. Uh-huh. I had my little cheap-ass suit on. I was standing at the edge of the bar nursing this drink. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have no alcohol in it. <laughs> right. I was standing drink. there, man. I had so much polo on me, it was burning my eyes. <laughs> Did you leave any in much. the bottle that I night? Had, I had three handfuls on me. Ooh. Ooh, that it all in my suit jacket. Because, oh. you know, I knew they was in the club with too much going on in there. I, ain't, mm. I wanted mine to last. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whoa, I was in there hurt. Oh, you think you can wear it, dog? <laughs> oh, I was in there so hurt. So how many squirts so much... you put on? He's how many three squirts? Handful. No, see, you you yeah. doused it in the bottle. You doused it in your uh, head, the bottle yeah. head. That made it last yeah. longer. Man. Whew. Okay. Three handfuls. <laughs> all on the back of my neck. Behind <laughs> my ear. You didn't take anyone home that night? Under my... Oh, hell no. Shirley, it wasn't that good back then. <laughs> Takes them out. I'll be lucky to get a they damn get past the smell, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Take nobody home like first night. Oh, that oh, was hard okay. back then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, you had at least have some kind of game. <laughs> you got the coat off. You got the coat. <laughs> All right, coming up, it's Steve Harvey and his closing remarks. You don't want to miss it at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, last break of the day. Uh, time for Steve's closing remarks. Okay, um, today Tommy sent me something. Sent me a caption that I'm going to keep because I oftentimes keep uh, quotes in my motivational folder, in my photo stream. And I just look at them from time to time when I'm feeling a certain kind of way. Sometimes I just need a little uplift myself, you know. And Tommy sent me this today. <clears throat> and I'm going to share it with you. And it's going to me, cause me to expound on it a bit because it's something I really do believe in. It says, do not ask God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. Do not ask God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. You know, folks, it's very simple. God can put his finger on something to bless if you give him something to put his finger on. But you can't you can't ask God to do something and you're making no effort. Lord, help me get a job, but you ain't putting in no application. Lord, help me do right, but all you ever want to do is wrong. You just you just committed to wrong. You know, you, you, you got to make a move in the right direction. You know, faith without works is dead. <clears throat> so what Tommy sent me, do not ask God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. It's something all of us, and all of us are guilty of it from time to time. Sometimes we get complacent. Sometimes we just get to feeling sorry for ourselves. You know, oh, man, I guess it ain't meant to be. Oh, Lord, what now? You know, look, man. You can complain your way through life if you want to, but you really have to make an attitude adjustment. You got to get two things moving, your attitude and your feet. Those two things have to get moving. You got to start taking steps. You may not know the way how to get to the finish line, but the finish line is somewhere it ain't where you at. The finish line is never where you're standing. So you got to start taking some steps. And once again, you may not know all the steps necessary to get to the tape, 
But you got to start the process, man. So like the caption says, stop asking God to guide your footsteps if you ain't willing to move your feet. You got to put it into motion. Look, it's just a dream when you're thinking about it. But you got to put some, you got to put your dreams to work. Motivation is when your dreams put on work clothes. You got to take your dreams and put work clothes on them, man. You got to start stepping in the right direction. You've got to make a move towards the light. You've got to step towards the finish line. You've got to start to get to where you're trying to get to. You got to get to go. You got to go to get. Period. You cannot stay that wherever you're trying to get to can't be right where you at. It can't be. It can't be. I'll give you, look, this, this, is a, this is a silly example. But let's say your family reunion is in Wyoming, which I know it's not. That's why I said And you drive to Wyoming. When you get to Wyoming, and you reach Wyoming, the state of Wyoming, you still got to do something. Because where is the family reunion at? You just can't go to Wyoming. Well, I'm here, Lord. You here, you well. You, even when you get to where you say you're going, you got to move around. Let's say you get to the park where you're holding the family reunion, and you get to the park. Once you get to the park, what, what? You got to do something? You going to play softball, volleyball? You going to sit on the tree, play domino? You going to barbecue? You going to make lemonade? You constantly got to be doing something. There is no, when you get there, you there, and there is no more movement required. There's movement required throughout your life. Because wherever you're trying to get to, it ain't where you at. I can promise you that. It's never where you at. I'm doing very well in my life. It ain't where I'm going. How, how would I be just, I'm here now, this it. This it. What? No more dreams, Steve. No more visions. You, you want nothing else. You, you, you here. This it for you. And it doesn't matter to me that people look at me and go, man, you got all this. I don't even see what you're tripping for. I ain't tripping. I just want to be more than I am. I'm really trying to be a better person. I really, really am. I'm not content with the person I am. I could improve. I could actually be a better person. So I'm in the process. God ain't through with me yet. He working on me. I'm trying. I'm better than I used to be. But I'm still got my feet moving. So I'm asking God to guide my steps. But I got my feet moving, man. Stop asking God to guide your footsteps if you ain't willing to move your feet. Can't happen. It's what you want. Come on, man. Stop that. You're being unreasonable to God. Guiding your footstep and moving your feet down the path, that's two different things. You got to do that. You make one step, he'll make two. So if you don't make the one, you cannot expect him to make the two. He can touch you and bless you, but you got to give him something to bless. You got to do something. Can't sit at the house watching TV. That's it. Stop asking God to guide your footsteps. If you're not willing to move your feet. Thank you, Tommy. That was my closing remark. Drop it. Okay. Drop it, Mike. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs>
<laughs> now that actually sounded like a mic. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 